Hey, everybody. Fantastic episode of The Morning Show. We talk about 10KTF's $800 US shoe drop with Puma, whether it will sell out, whether it will be popular. Uh, it's another 10KTF physical clothing item. We'll have to see. We talk about the surge in Solana volume and what projects are pumping on the Solana side. We also do a little bit of technical analysis considering that crypto is pumping. And last but not least, we actually cover a new segment called Choose Your Fighter, where we discuss which project you would buy over another. Doodles versus Clonex, Beans versus Utes are some of the projects that we discuss. So overall, it's a great show. If you go to the nifty.com slash claim and type in the password dog brown, that's D-O-G-B-R-O-W-N, you can mint today's free NFT from the Bodagos Cinema Series. And last but not least, the show is sponsored by SoRare. So if you go to the nifty.com slash SoRare, you can sign up for SoRare, the free-to-play fantasy sports NFT game. Hope you enjoyed the show. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It is Wednesday, April 26th. Crypto is pumping right now, and you have tuned into the NFT Morning Show. We run the show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10, 15 a.m. Eastern Time each and every week, where we discuss all things NFTs, crypto, technology, entertainment, gaming, finance, and just about everything in between. The show is also available on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. If you are watching on YouTube, hit the like button. It really helps us out on that platform. Anyways, I'm your host, P.O., here with my co-host, Nifty Nick is going to be joining us today. He's going to be back in the show seat. Of course, Signal, sporting a hat for, I think, three days in a row. Everybody's talking about it. The Coder Turn uh, content creator, the host of Artist Spotlight. We love having Signal's sophisticated takes on the show, and she delivers the weather report every single day with a lot of oomph. Easy's Bodega. The dog behind Bodogos, the host of GMGM GM Market Talk, technical trader extraordinaire. Love hearing what's going on at the ground level of the NFT space. King Kicks, CEO of Crypto Raiders, Cyber Stadium, still crushing it. Crypto Raiders is a full-on gaming studio now. Nobody made more money than this guy during the bull run that didn't profit off of Bored Apes. The intelligent degenerate, degenerate we love uh, you know, hearing his takes on the NFT market. He does have Thanks to have me, Theo. Of course, you do got to pop up. On the Twitter stage, though, amigo, uh, Clemente, producer extraordinaire, the man behind the scenes would not be able to do the show without him. And last but not least, we have Bunny. Bunny, your bio just says a thousand dollar Pumas with your ape. Count you in. I'm hyped for these, man. Uh, you were talking about four thousand shoes being low supply, right, in the sneaker game. Imagine we cut that in half and put board apes on them. <laughs> what could go wrong? And plus, when they raise a lot of money, P.O., I, I always there's always some hopium that some of that trickles down to me, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people feel that way. Uh, are Pumas cool shoes, Bunny? <laughs> not, not for that price. <laughs> Easy, what do you think of Pumas? They're not cool. They the were, though. Uh, I guess. I mean, I like their basketball shoes, but, like, they just wear a pair of Pumas. I yeah, I don't know about these, man. I don't know about these ones. What about these? So, Ready, look at, look at these ones, though. I'm going to share my screen real quick. I used to have a pair of these. These are, in my opinion, pretty good. Uh, easy. What do you think of these Pumas? Clyde's. I like the Clyde's. Those Did, are you, good. Wear them with the, did you wear them with the high white socks? Yeah, uh, maybe not white socks, but now it's this picture is just making me want to get a pair of these Pumas and the white socks. Hey guys, did anyone do math math homework last <laughs> night? I'm running a little late doing the doing the science exam studying. <laughs> Th thank you, Kicks. No, nobody can see what the hell you're talking about. Maybe if you provided a description, us listeners would actually have an understanding of what you're speaking about. Thank you. You're the only person saying that. All the listeners and me are having a great time. You just can't see them. Uh, Signal, hey, what, what do you think, think of these? Pumas? Hey, what do you think of this, Pio? Huh? What do you think of Signal, this? It's a pretty nice box, Nick. Hope <laughs> moving's going well. Signal, uh, you're the fashionista. What do you think of Puma uh, sneakers in general? They're not, they're not my first choice. I wouldn't say 
they might not even be my fifth choice to be honest like um <laughs> i don't know man like we've just had nike now we've got adidas now we've got puma uh i mean number one is the takashi i mean what kind of it, it just is and the pumas i would i would rather get like that style you showed as an everyday i'd rather get like the gazelles uh like the adidas gazelles i, I prefer those but yeah i don't know i don't know what happened to puma like at one point they were cool but i don't know what they did to like not become cool anymore but um, yeah, they're not even my top five. Sorry, man. It's a tough one. I don't have any Pumas. I don't have a horse in the race here, but I have owned those Pumas that I showed, which, ladies and gentlemen, were the Puma suede. if you want to Google them, if you're just listening. Anyway, we got a lot to talk about on today's show. We have to discuss, obviously, that 10KTF shoe drop with Puma, some $1,000 Pumas. I think Puma probably said, sign me up. Hey, Pia. Yeah. I'm not Googling it, okay? If you could just tell me what the damn shoes look like, that would make it a better experience for me as a listener. If you were a speaker right now, I would have removed you from the stage. I 1,000% would have removed you from the stage if you were a speaker, not a co-host. I don't know what's worse, like like not uh, knowing the context of the shoe describing or having someone literally over words describe what a shoe looks like. I think that would be worse for me. So I I want to know how it fits on your foot. Made of suede, and it's a rubbable suede. So if you adjust it, it slightly Ooh. changes the hue. They're about 18 inches in length, about four inches tall. You want me to keep going? I'm not going to lie. Yeah, well, the suede actually provided some context. What colors are they? Uh, I'm not going to lie. I, I haven't experienced just interruption during the actual foundational pillars of the show in quite a while. It's, it's fascinating. We're also going to talk about the continued financialization of NFTs with NFTFi announcing a rewards program. Uh, and f- last but not least, we're going to discuss what the surge in Solana volume, love to see it, the surge in Solana volume means for the NFT market. Uh, before I talk about our sponsor for a minute, Nick, how you doing? Seems like you want to get some stuff off your chest. What's going on, buddy? How you doing? No, I got it off my okay. chest. You, you're the only one that seems frustrated about it, as well as all the listeners that can't interact with you right now because they don't understand how the shoe looks. So I don't know if you're paying attention to the numbers. Every time you unmute, 50 people leave, and every time you mute, 100 people come in. So I just want to let you know that. <laughs> anyway, ladies and gentlemen, today's show is brought to you by who else? By So Rare. So the 2023 NBA playoffs are underway. If you watched last night, then you would have seen that Jason Tatum and the Boston Celtics are continuing to have leadership issues. They're continuing to not understand what it means to be great leaders and winners like the greats of the basketball world were before them. They're deciding to instead pout and have negative body language as they lose games in the first round of the playoffs. But you don't care about that. You care about so rare NBA. And we're excited to announce the inaugural playoff competition with even better rewards. So Rare is giving away $100,000 of prizes during the NBA playoffs, including NBA memorabilia, merchandise, and even VIP tickets to the All-Star game next year. Uh, so so Rare, if you, if you haven't heard me talk about them before, they're one of the biggest game platforms in crypto. They have millions of registered users and hundreds of thousands of monthly active users. And the best part is it is free to play. So you sign up for So Rare, they give you a bunch of free NFTs. I don't know if that sounds familiar. And then you use those free NFTs to actually play the game where you can win high value NFTs that you can actually sell or roll back into the game to win more high-value NFTs. So SoRare allows you to actually showcase your basketball knowledge to compete in these free-to-play tournaments with win rewards based on the player's real-life performance. So keep on taking those prizes and building your lineups. We also just had another record-breaking sale with Erling Holland. Is this dude a soccer guy? Erling Holland? He uh he sold his card sold for a hundred and eighty thousand bucks. I know all the the football fans, as we call it, the soccer fans, the football fans are gonna be on my back for not knowing who that guy is. He must be pretty good if a so rare card of his sold for a hundred and eighty thousand bucks. So anyway, for all the baseball fans, I know we were just talking about basketball, but baseball is well underway. For all the baseball fans, we're giving away a limited edition Mike Trout card to the listeners who sign up with the link in our pin tweet on this. Twitter space and draft their first team, which again is free. So sign up for so rare, the nifty.com slash so rare or that link that is in the Twitter space. Anyway, on to the weather report kicks, please take it away, buddy. 
You got it, Coach. Very excited to be delivering you the weather report today. It is April 26, 2023. Market volume coming in a little bit on the weak side. Holy moly. It's $27.5 million. That's really low. Blur 15.8. That's low. Blur $6.8 million. That's wow. Leaders, apes 51.4, somehow holding up still. Mutants coming down a little bit, 10.9. Punks got back above that 50 floor, 50.7. We got Azuki still just gripped to that 15 floor, 14.9. We got D Gods looking good, 7.9. Captains looking good, 7.8. Pudgies fighting its way back up above that 4E floor. Luca saying some bullish news coming today. Moonbirds 2.5E. How to take them off the leaderboard. Over the past 24 hours, first Nike, then Adidas, and now Wagmi Sun and Puma. The 10KTF team announced an NFT and physical shoe that allows holders with a mint pass to craft their PFB onto the iconic Puma Slipstream shoe and later use the NFT in upcoming Battletown 2.0. So you're getting a physical and a little digital utility. Yuga Labs confirmed that environment tiers on other side land are important. The tiers dictate the number of workers you can allocate on a plot of land. Interesting, interesting. The higher the tier, the higher the worker capacity, kind of like StarCraft. Other deeds expanded, holding 0.85E4. Uh, on to gaming. The UK competition regulator has blocked Microsoft's $75 billion acquisition of Call of Duty maker Activision Blizzard and a possibly fatal blow to the software giant's biggest ever deal. UK fighting back a little bit against antitrust. Lastly, Coinbase released Stand with Crypto NFT, with all proceeds donated to vetted crypto advocacy organizations. It's open to everyone. The Mint is free via Zora, and participants can show support by adding a shield to their Twitter. Over 27,000 of those have been minted so far. Quickly look, looking over at crypto, we're having a nice little rally here. Bitcoin up, ETH up, Solana up, ApeCoin up, pretty much everything up off of the lows that we saw yesterday. A lot of that is being helped by some strong tech earnings from Google and Microsoft. Back to you, the man, the myth, and the legend, Pio Vincenzo. <laughs> Well, thank you for that. That introduction kicks and thank you for the fantastic weather report as usual. Some other updates from the Nifty Daily Digest, which is the daily newsletter that's published at the nifty.com. And you should sign up for it because that's also how you're going to be able to claim today's free NFT that happens later in the show. So make sure that you go and sign up. Anyway, Moonbirds unveiled its proof and Moonbirds Community Council consisting of 10 community-nominated members who will meet bi-weekly with proof leadership to exchange feedback ideas and ensure proper open communication between the team and the community. NFTFi, an NFT lending platform, announced a loyalty program that allows eligible borrowers and lenders to earn exclusive non-transferable points. To secure OG points, users must lend or borrow on the platform before the May 15th snapshot. I saw someone, uh, Kix knows this guy, Danny, uh, say that he's been using NFT5 for years. I, I did not know he was leveraging his NFTs, but he's got some good stuff, some beeples and stuff. I figure if you have stuff like that, it does actually make sense to borrow against it, even though uh, obviously there's a lot of risk at this moment associated with that. Other than that, Binance US terminated the $1 billion deal to acquire Voyager's assets, citing the current hostile and uncertain regulatory climate in the United States. Uh, speaking of that, our very, uh, you know, our friend of the show, ZK Shark, big shout out to ZK Shark, got a quote tweet from Brian Armstrong, the CEO of Coinbase, because he's been posting content from Gary Gensler's MIT course, where Gensler seems to know a little bit about cryptocurrency, a little bit more than he let on during the congressional hearings while he was under oath. Mm-hmm. Uh, last but not least, Russia plans to launch a new payment system enabling the use of cryptocurrencies for international payments, allowing two parties to make transactions and agreements without national interference. Those are your stories from the Nifty Daily Digest. Again, sign up at thenifty.com. All you need is an email address, and that's also how you're going to claim today's free NFT. So getting into it, 
Let's talk about Puma and 10KTF. Look, we got Nick on stage. Nick made the 10KTF CryptoPunk hoodie arguably the most iconic piece of, well, just fashion in general, but definitely NFT fashion. But I think just in general, in fashion history, uh, Nick's viral tweet wearing the CryptoPunk hoodie has a place in history. Nick, are you going to roll that fame into this Puma and 10KTF sneaker and start stomping through the streets of New York City in those Puma 10KTFs? Yeah, I mean, I think I have a good chance of becoming a fashion icon. You already am one. You are you are one. Um Yeah, you know, uh this seems like a good move for me in my life right now is to yes, to to become deeply involved with fashion. Um so yeah, I could see this happening. In all seriousness, uh no. Although I do want to check the shoes um just to see what they look like. I, I'm more excited about my Murakami. Mm. artifacts do you have more than one of those or just one of those i just have one i i paying uh a thousand dollars for um two for uh like a thousand dollars each for a pair of shoes seems extreme it did drop as low as five hundred dollars though i think it did. um which would have been a buy and you could have become a sneaker flipper um, which was a great opportunity. I think Franelations picked up a few down there. Yep, Franelations, uh, you know, said that it was a no-brainer for quite some time. I mean, easy. What do you think of these Puma 10KTF Puma slipstreams? I don't think they're going to do the type of traction that people are hoping for, to be honest. Like, $900 Pumas seems a little bit ridiculous to me, especially, like, if you told me that they were, like, $900 Adidas's or Nikes, I think there'd be a higher chance. But Puma just hasn't had the spotlight recently, and they've shifted, like, their marketing focus more towards the actual, like, sportswear. Like, you're seeing a lot of pro athletes wear them for basketball. Uh, they signed LaMelo Ball and a few others. But, like, the 10KTF play, it almost feels like they had to go with Puma because Adidas has their own NFT and Nike has their own NFT. So it was, like, one of the big three that isn't in the space. So this was, like, their only option to kind of go that vertical. Um, it'll be interesting to see them get delivered because 10KTF... It's a little bit loud with the uh, the NFTs on merchandise, to say the least. So I am excited to see a physical pair. Um, maybe I'm surprised. Maybe they just slap it on the tongue and do some cool colorways, but I'm not getting my hopes up for them. Yeah, the whole the fashion intersection with NFTs has been challenging uh, just because the only thing that NFT collectors have in common with each other is a passion for digital collectibles, right? There isn't even a crossover with physical collectibles. Easy, you're making a face at what's pulled up on the screen yeah, right now. Dude. So I was right. They are on the tongue. Uh, the colors are interesting, but the giant there's a giant back heel tab on them, which I really don't like. Like That looks like a basketball heel tab. You can see the inspiration from it because many people like from sports kind of carry them by the heel tab. These though, like I think if they scrapped that back heel tab, I'd be a much bigger fan because they look more like a casual wear sneaker. And he, yeah, dude, that there's a huge 10 KTF heel tag on these <laughs> for the audience. That just looks ridiculous. If they scrapped that, I'd be a way bigger fan of these. Well, I think I think it's because wow. maybe a lot of their uh, uh, their uh, base doesn't know how to tie shoes, <laughs> so they're kind of thinking that you know they need a little extra help to just slip. It uh, it's like the 50 to 60 year old market where you have to pull the heel tab up to get it on your foot because uh, it's a little bit more difficult to bend over. Yeah, that makes sense. A appealing to the uh, the AARP audience. This makes a lot of sense. So I kind of like I mean, colorways on these. But, but, yeah, some of the colorways are actually right. Some of them are like quite summery, you know, like, you know, this one I think is probably better than the previous green one. And we're looking at the Chimpers one. It's like orange and pink with black laces. This one, I do agree, has a Th that heel tap, though, it's where all my attention goes. The attention should be going to the tongue. It, dude. Yeah, dude, but, that thing's wider than the shoe. But to say on these, okay, so we're only looking at this from a physical perspective, but, like, I think what's interesting is that the 10KTF community are extremely passionate, extremely, extremely passionate, and the supply is low enough that it can sell out within their own community. Um, yeah. Also, as well, you have to think about the digital part of this, whereby um, these, uh, like, the NFT component can be used in Battletown in a new season of Battletown that, um, that that will come up. And if you remember the previous Battletown, you were rewarded in eight for actually participating in missions. Some people made an absolute bag out of that. Uh, I managed to get a little bit uh, just sending my little PFP in, into battle. Now, this one apparently will be the third 
strongest um let's call it uh like weapon you can go into uh, battle town with so obviously the higher the ranking the more ape you'll be rewarded with so there is a sort of like gamble here that if you end up spending eight hundred dollars on these shoes when you send your um avatar into battle town at the end of that season potentially you could come out with a lot more uh, in ape so there is a sort of like investment flip perspective here uh by getting these shoes as well so and that makes that very interesting it's not just a physical thing anymore i actually like that that one that you just had on the screen i think it's key that we just like the color makes a huge difference in terms of uh my perspective of th this particular um shoe we're gonna say pia i have to say i'm blown away it looks like you didn't move so, ladies and gentlemen, Nick has joined us on video for the first time since he switched apartments. I'm freaked out right now. How did you? He, he was he was trying to he was trying to figure out. He's like, "Why is your desk angled that way?" And I was like, "Let me tell you, Pio. I'm like the background needs to look consistent. People need to understand. I have an image to." Did you move? Here. He moved. I, this is a new I, this, apartment. That's a new, new apartment. apartment. This is a that's new, a new apartment. New. You're, I don't. I don't believe you. I do not believe Easy. you. I'm this telling you. Weird, dude. It's, it's I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, we didn't mean to stop the show. The reason we're all marveling is because Nick moved, right? So he's in a new apartment. It's not the same home he was previously in, and it, yet on YouTube, it's identical. It's it's freaking I'm me out. So uncomfortable, dude. I'm so uneasy. I'm unwell. It's freaking oh, me dude, out. What the hell? People don't pay. See, these small details all make a difference. But, but time and out. Hold on. I agree with you on small details. Like when we're doing these animations and stuff. Yes, of course, the small details matter. I don't think people were going to raise hell if Nick's background on YouTube was different. I don't think people were going to be like, what the F? What's up with this new background? Well, this, yeah, this is what it, the future of is AI good. is going to bring. Exactly <laughs> this. Like, is this real? I don't know. <laughs> it is crazy that the way that this wall edge the wall edge right here is the exact same thing except i i just realized that plant is not in the corner so this whole thing needs to slide down a little bit mm. but uh it's going to look identical once this is it uh, would have worked out done. great like on a cia like extraction team you know what i mean like we need you to rebuild this apartment in a different location in 24 hours for this extraction mission it could be all over that someone said it's this. almost the same but smaller and the the reality is yeah that's correct you actually nailed it this room is smaller uh although the impact that the rug has on the sound dampening is pretty far greater pretty good because because i don't have uh extended ceilings i don't have there's a lot of things it, it, yeah the issue i've been dealing with actually is that uh it does turn out that downsizing does force you to uh figure out where to put uh things and cut the cruft so I'm giving away a lot of Board Ape Yacht Club merch. That's oh, the starting, point. starting so with the painting. With I, I love Cut the we Cruft. We actually do it on the Bodagos account. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll, we'll give it away. Anyway, back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry, we were all just... I just, just want to point out one thing that's sure. freaking me out about this move is that the lighting is pretty much the same. And that's what's weird because most people, when they move apartments, A, do not move to the same floor. It's kind of difficult to get the same floor. But B, the light is hitting you in such a similar way that even if you took away the background, I would still think you're in the same apartment. So for me, it's the lighting so that's freaking me out. It's the same. Well, well signal. Let, let me tell you, Signal, you know, at some point when you're, every apartment has floor-to-ceiling windows and you're uh, living in the sky in the 40s and 50s can start to look the same, you know what I mean? So when you're dealing with the top brass architects that uh, construct in New York City, all of a sudden things start to look similar. Anyway, back to the show, ladies. Oh, go ahead, Dan, go ahead. Let's just add one, one, one thing to this. If you're also wondering, uh, I downsized, saved thousands a month, and... I now have heated floors in the bathroom. So when I okay. walked in this morning, I, I it, the experience just completely changed. And I thought that people should know that. We're, we're happy for you, Nick. So look, we can move on from Puma. <laughs> we, 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 can, we can move on from Puma. Uh, would, you not, would that not change your life, P.O.? This course. is just... No, I, mean, I, I said we're happy so for you, buddy. Listen. No, no, you come in okay. and you, you got your warm feet. Your warm little toes. <laughs> anyway, so uh, last question on Puma, then we're going to move on. 2000 supply, $800 paid for in ApeCoin. Their goal seems to be to raise $1.6 million off of selling 2000 shoes. 
Uh, do we think that it's going to sell out? The codependents, the, those codependents, uh, I think they were what? Gucci collab codependents? Gucci collab 608 per with, what was it? A ten, was it 10K? Yeah, but it didn't sell out. It, no, it, it was, I mean, it was, yeah. It, it was 3,333 and 93% sold out. So they, it was pretty much a sellout. I oh, yeah. I love the argument it didn't sell out. They raised $5 million. <laughs> oh, my God. Out. It didn't sell out. <laughs> like, if you, like, if you have to think, okay, so go to the whichever major city you've been to recently or live in, and you think about the flagship store of Gucci or any other large brand on a Saturday, the foot traffic, how much do you think that store would take in? And then you look at those numbers relative to what they did in that drop. It's quite staggering because- to take in five million, five million in one drop, like I, 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 I tried to find out what the uh, what the numbers would be for like Gucci in New York on um, Fifth Avenue, if it is on Fifth Avenue, I'm not sure, or what those numbers would be. Uh, difficult to know, but I, I mean, maybe slightly more, maybe slightly less, but at 93%, it's a sellout. It's amazing. I was talking about this last week where. They, they know exactly how much materials they need to use. They know exactly how much labor. They know exactly uh, how much marketing they need to put in it. It's a very efficient process. So even if they don't fully sell out and only get to set up, say, 80%, it's probably still a win in their book. What well, 100%. And, and one of the things I was thinking about last night was um, some of the criticism around it, around this drop and the price tag. And then I realized like, I, I try to take myself back like a year could you imagine the impact that this would have had on a floor price if someone announced a an exclusive one of one Puma drop? It would have gone absolutely nuts, and we didn't even like bat an eye, which was crazy to me. Well, NFTs and fashion uh, don't always mix immaculately. So, look, if we move on from this, I do want to talk. I like the sneakers, though, so just throwing that out there. Well, the fashion icon, the NFT fashion icon likes the sneakers. I want to switch gears to Mad Lads, which have been very successful. Easy. what can you tell the audience just about Mad Lads, the background? I'd imagine you know a lot, and then we'll kind of dig in. It's probably like the best development team, hands down, on Solana. They were... Uh, they actually helped Anatoly build the Solana blockchain. They created a wallet called Backpack, which has uh, dynamic NFTs and interactable like in-wallet apps, like applications, much like a mobile app, called XNFTs. And they rolled this out with the reveal. So when you minted your Mad Lad, you actually got a rug, like a picture of a rug. And all 10,000 of them made up one of their one-of-ones if you put them all together. And the way that they did the reveal was you had to parse through the rugs in the wallet and find your one, click it, and then it revealed. So it was like a cool gamified way. And it just showed the power of Backpack and a lot of people are just betting on the team. You have Raj and Anatoly uh, really backing this project because it is from... Anatoly is a co-founder of Solana? Yeah. Yep. Anatoly and Raj are two of the original co-founders. Armani is the founder of Backpack, who's a former co-founder as well. So, um, he, or a former developer on the team. So he also had worked with FTX. Backpack did have some investment there. So that was like basically the only FUD. But they really just played into the speculation aspect where they're like, we're not going to tell you what like, is going to happen next. We're just going to ship stuff. And we're using this project to give us more funding to hire more devs and ship at a faster rate. So we did see a few of these skull had ones sell from anywhere from 35,000 US dollars up to 75,000 was the highest sale yesterday. Damn. They've been number one on the charts for four consecutive days, doing over a million volume a day. Um, and a lot like it's actually awesome to see. We've seen five Solana projects in the top 30 of all NFT projects over the last seven days. So there's been a lot of really good volume from this. The timeline's buzzing with it. Um, and what seems like ETH is kind of slowing down NFT wise, it really does feel like the Solana space is really heating up right now from Heist, Oogie. Um, obviously, Klanosaurs are doing really well. They're getting a lot of traction. And basically, like any announcement right now is getting people excited because it seems like with gas from shitcoins pumping, it's continuing to emphasize the ability with Soul that you can really hyper-focus on transaction cost, where it's a hundredth of a yeah. penny. And this and, got a lot of people excited. And easy, are, do you think that these guys are like, now that Frank's gone, like the de facto number one on Solana, or is, is, is there kind of a three-man race right now? Clanosaurs so too, right? Yeah, Clanosaurs, It's they're different verticals though. I'd say Clanosaurs is very much like an IP animation play. This is like the developer play where they're actually shipping a product that gets people excited. And then you have Oogie, which is more of like a social community focused play where it's like a lot of people and groups that are like creating sub DAOs and wanting to hang out and like find a community that's like relatable. So you have a bunch of these different kind of verticals that are all making a push towards that top 
project. And it's great to see like Mad Lads really came out the gate hard because of the belief in Armani and Tristan, who are the two founders and uh, just their experience and expertise in the developer vertical of it, showing that they can ship products. So it's a good thing to see. Like it's, it's actually awesome to just see the volume surge in. And it really emphasized the thesis that there's still people excited about Solana. They just needed something to be excited about. And we got it with yeah. Backpack. I, I feel like, you know, someone whose birth name is Armani has just been gifted a path in life. And if you fade that, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> that, that's the... Okay, thank you, Kicks, for that insight. But there's like a level of maturity that's finally hitting soul here where it's like people yeah. are really backing a good project, which is great, and not backing like... There's been a few derivatives that have tried to launch and have since failed. Like people are just really being more focused on where to deploy that capital. And uh, it's kind of tough to fade right now. Like this is something that's got me excited that you have the heist that launched the game day one. You have Clannosaurus showing IP in production. And then you have Mad Lads showing an actual product that shipped pre-launch. And these are What's what happened. the last like, cool thing that happened on Ethereum? Last cool project. Last cool project on Ethereum. Probably shit coins. Knock amigos. Literally knock amigos yeah, yeah. is the last hot thing. Yeah, but yeah. like, look at this. They shipped this animation in like a week. And it just shows that their team is really strong from Clannosaurus. We're watching the pterodactyl animation. And uh, this was the same team that built, that literally created the Minions animation. Like, that's yeah, insane. Say, to me. It look, it, yeah, it looks like a Pixar movie. I'd watch this. Yeah. And like, all the responses, you'll see a bunch of people show like their kids watching it over and over and over. Like, Jux, who works with us at the Nifty, showed his son just watching it a thousand times, having a blast. And Jux was like, dude, he won't let, he won't let me turn it off. So it's like, that's the. <laughs> that's the emotion you want so it's great to see i'm really uh, excited about it yeah there we go he's just kids loving it, it that diaper's getting wet doesn't even care you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> anyways uh, uh love to see the success on hey, solana that's an armani diaper right there <laughs> right <laughs> uh kicks did you have exposure to one of these solana projects that's pumping uh heist yeah i've been i've been playing heist and i've uh really impressed with it it's a it's a great it's a great, uh, like in the vein of a wolf game, but much more built out, like much more built out, a lot more, lot more game theory, like actually, actually fun to play. Um, so I, I was really impressed with that. I think easy said that was like game two from that studio. So they seem to be one of the, uh, one of the better, like web three gaming studios over there. And, and heist is the type of game that when I think about web three gaming is, is the stuff that excites me. There's a lot of people that are like really obsessed with like the next World of Warcraft being on Web3, right? Or like the next best first person shooter being on Web3. But like when I think about Web3 games, like what we're doing at our studio, it, it's more stuff like this. It's like strategy, game theory. It's like a Farmville in, style. Yeah. And baked in with like actual like integration into, into the blockchain. Uh, but yeah, like I, I had uh, five chimps. I put three in the low risk zone, uh, got my nanas. I put two in the high risk zone and one of them easy. One of them got confiscated, like the 0.04% chance of happening. Uh, he, like I didn't lose the chimp, but like they got, they got, they lost all his gear, lost all his bananas. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, like there's some cool game theory about it. And the fact is it's not a huge time sink. Like it's four hour missions. So you can basically like, I have friends who are literally setting alarms and waking up at three in the morning to just go adjust this and come back and go back to bed. It's like crazy just to see, the adoption rate and uh, they're up 3x was their peak now about two and a half and uh, they haven't really released a lot of like game syncs. I'm just like excited because it shows that there's like a whole bunch of really cool stuff and people trying to figure out their footing here in this bear market. There's no better time to try stuff because when you fumble in a bear, you can pivot quickly, whereas in a bull, you kind of only have one chance. When you say the adoption rate, what does that even mean? Like what? Like talk numbers with me, like we're uh, up are a thousand people playing active. it. Uh, 7,200. 7,000 daily? Yeah. Yeah. Is what they have Pretty for this good. Yeah, out of a 10K supply. Good start. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's solid. I mean, the max it can actually play is if 10,000 of these are held by one individual, which are like a few, but they're spread out. Like the disparity between holdings is solid. Like I think the highest holder is like 130, and then it falls off fairly quickly down to like the 20s. But like it's a solid number for them. In the first day, they went from 4,000, 6,000 day two, and now at about 7,200. The other thing that I keep looking at is daily active users on Solana. We went from daily active participants of about 6,200 to a little over 1,100 after Mad Lads. So almost a 2x in participants in the ecosystem, which is a really good sign, especially when ETH is now at about 7K daily active so, users from NFT you traders. You mean 11,000? 11, 11,000. Yeah, 11,000. Yeah. 
Well, there you go. That's Mad Lads on Solana. Hot project over there. Love to see the a Solana volume pumping. Uh, I'm going to chat about SoRare for a moment. Then I'd love to have Nick do a little bit of TA, given that crypto is pumping. And then we have a new segment after that, uh, which is Choose Your Fighter, which I'm very excited to see what the story is. Might have to bring Clemente in to give us some context on that one. That's going to be a lot of fun. But anyway, uh, you know, shout out to SoRare, the sponsor of today's show. Fantasy game powered by blockchain, dynasty-based. For those of you that like fantasy sports, it's like a dynasty league, only with NFTs. Players own their cards forever and can use them in future seasons. Uh, every card has XP point status. So the more you play, the better your cards get. And SoRare has attracted huge investors like Alexis Ohanian, Serena Williams, and then some players like Blake Griffin and Rudy Gobert. Uh, huge partnerships like uh, partnerships with Lionel Messi, Aaron Judge, Carl Anthony Towns. These are huge athletes in the United States and the world, quite frankly, ladies and gentlemen. And as I mentioned before, we had a 180K sale on a soccer, you know, a football card in the past couple of weeks. So very, very awesome to see that. So with the 2023 NBA playoffs underway, so rare NBA is excited to announce an inaugural playoff competition with even better rewards, over $100,000 of prizes, including NBA playoffs tickets, NBA memorabilia, merchandise, and even VIP. VIP tickets to the all-star game next year. So go to the nifty.com slash so rare to sign up. It's free to play. You get your starting lineup for free and then you can, you know, get in the mix and start getting better. Uh, for all the M MLB fans, we're going to give away a limited Mike Trout card this month to listeners who sign up with the link uh, in the pinned tweet. So check that out. Uh, if you're on Twitter spaces, anyway, Nick technical analysis, uh, you know, the, the homie crypto Kaleo friend of the show, has been he, for a while he was saying $30,000 bitcoin was a magnet he just said it over and over again no matter what was happening to bitcoin it was 18k it was 20k he was like 30k is a magnet hit that now he's saying 40k is a magnet uh what do you make of what's going on with uh bitcoin ethereum and the technicals in crypto right now cuz we are experiencing a bit of a pump I mean when I look at this chart PO looks like it's going up uh, you know, where I would have sold is probably right about here where I'd buy back in is probably somewhere up here after, uh, you know, by, uh, because I, I suck at trading. Um, but, uh, Nick, throw the monthly on, the, uh, what's that? Throw it on the monthly, dude. Uh, well, what's also good actually is, uh, so I've just been holding that like Solana position, for example. Um, Ooh, that's looking a real tasty. So at the monthly, I mean, it seems like we're really uh, converging around this level that I had drawn out, which was at 19, you know, 30, something like that. Um, I want to see literally just on the daily, which I was uh, showing, I, I'd like to see a close above this level. Um, what's crazy is, you know, how it like this level did play out um, last week and I was watching it and this has been drawn for a while now. Um, I, when it broke below, I was like, Oh, okay. I guess that there it goes, but it stayed within this range. So I don't know. Uh, it, it's right now it looks, uh, kind of bearish. This looked like a good opportunity potentially to pull, uh, to, uh, add essentially to your position. If you wanted more exposure, um, I've been thinking about adding some, uh, Solana in particular, uh, because I, I think it still does another run back at a minimum back to 25. If not, um, we're going to 28. Easy. What's your target? 28, it's 28. Yeah. 28 short term, 34 longer term. Those are my two upside targets on it right now. I genuinely think we see over 40 going into 2024. I just That's feel like I, I should just be adding to that bag. Uh, because I, I like the idea of doubling my money. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I think the risk rewards like, there, that and AVAX are like my two like altcoin outside of ETH and Bitcoin are like the two that I genuinely feel will 2x going into next year. Yeah, because what's interesting Why about do you feel is the fact that it, before FTX, it was at $32. Um, and, yeah. and, and most things have, most other um, like comparables to Solana have, have moved up big numbers from where they were at in November so. Definitely seems like there could why, be some upside there. 
Why a you're bucketing AVAX and Solana in the same uh, in the same system here? Uh, yeah, I mean, just two separate reasons. I think Solana has a very strong user-based community and development cycle right now that's showing increased uh, exposure, et cetera. And the one thing about Soul that's got me excited is they just announced a new head of communications and head of marketing. So I think the messaging around Soul is really going to shift over the next six to 12 months where they can get ahead of this, like, it always shuts down kind of thesis that's, like, sadly just inaccurate. Like, you look at other blockchains that refork constantly Next. and have reorgs. So for me, it's like that's something that I think is going to slowly but surely change and get people excited again. Um, they're also like rolling out grants from the Solana Foundation for open source code. So they actually just rolled one out for AI that has to be entirely open source for the people to use, uh, which has me excited. Like they're clearly showing a path for development. The AVAX side of things that has me the most excited is the support from Amazon to give infrastructure support to AVAX. And then AVAX taking a massive push on the gaming ecosystem. They partnered with TSM, one of the biggest esports organizations, to power them with a subnet. And they're continuing to roll out from that perspective. I think AVAX already has some of the better games. I mean, like I look at some of the things over there that have done really well. And uh, they're just continuing to like figure out ways to iterate on that front. Like They're seeming to put more of their focus on the gaming side of things. And I think the support from Amazon Potentially giving them a subnet is going to provide some uh, underlying buy pressure on it. Uh, on the technical side, I mean, these Bollinger bands look real nice. Uh, John Bollinger, you know, out here tweeting. I, he responded to my tweet uh, or my message kicks. Message yeah, or I, tweet? I, like, Clemente, Clemente I totally sent him a DM saying, hey, come on the show. And he replied. Does that uh, mean he's going to come on the show? No, he said no. Really? Well, yeah. that was nice. Put the, put the MACD indicator on this and go to the monthly. Uh, I, I noticed that you're liking this monthly. I'm on the weekly right now because it yeah. provides more information. But I, I just uh, want you to put the MACD on the monthly you know, for the audience. You want me to put the MACD on the monthly? I don't know how to add the uh, indicators. Oh, here you go. MACD. I've been using this for half the time you have, yeah. Which one? Yeah, that's fine. That one? Yeah, and put it on the monthly. Uh, Look at it. You ooh. see that? You know yeah, I like that. that. So describe what you're seeing. Yeah, so, so describe right what now, I'm seeing. The, the, the MACD curl, right, is when you go from like deep into the red and it starts to curl back up into the green. You can see when we look at 2021, it went big up into the green, curled back down. So we're looking like we're getting a MACD curl. That's why, like, it, it seems like, you know, we want to pop green in the next two months. So that would, you know, Kaleo's 40K target or maybe a little south doesn't sound too crazy. I like this, man. So, yeah. The, I know. Uh, I've been looking at the monthly, dude. It's weird, right? But as you get older, you kind of zoom out, right? <laughs> if you want some more bullish, if you want some more bullish thesis, pull up the DXY. If the dollar dies, crypto pumps, and that thing looks like it's about to just absolutely collapse uh, when you I dive don't know into how that. To, wh what Go is, up to the top where it says BTC USD, top left. Uh huh. You want to add it's it like to the, a ticker? That's fine. Just type DXY. It just doesn't show up. Oh, all. type in USD. Yeah, that works. DXY. Okay, so we got the DXY pulled up. Uh, yeah, and to Easy's point. Now, what is, just is this red a dollar index? It's a dollar index, yeah. So this, and like, if you really zoom out on this, the last run that we had was pushing from the 18 to 2020 cycle post-crypto collapse where it rallied from the 88 up to 98. And then most recent bull run we had, 21 to 22. We saw it get all the way up to 115 during the print during COVID. Now that that's cooling off, interest rates rising, I think that we could see right back down to about the 92 area, which is uh, a great sign for crypto. Wow. Okay. And look well, at that red. Look at that red turn. That that's on top actual, of it. No, I, I get it. Um, I, well, the I, global I, thing I wanted to say is BRICS is getting 19 applicants. They're creating their own central currency to actually handle trade, which pushes the dollar even lower as a dominant uh, actual value asset. So, like, there's a whole bunch of macro factors that make me think the dollar is going to struggle here. So, rather than trading foreign currency, we're trading cryptocurrency here. Look at that. Yeah. Look at that, Phil. You might be able to argue that that is foreign. <laughs> We're just citizens of the internet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, 
I don't know anything about technical analysis. I don't know anything about Forex trading. I know Easy's Forex trading now, literally buying Singaporean money, all this Just stuff. spot dollars. <laughs> anyway, my thing is like, I would, if, if we're going to, if the whole world is going to run away from the dollar, which basically the whole world was walking away from the dollar since 2020. And if all of a sudden the whole world's going to run away from the dollar rather than buy random ass other countries currency, why would I not just buy Bitcoin and Ethereum? Like, why would I not buy the, the technology solution? The next thing that that's well, the way Tunisia I think about it. Doing some really great innovations right now, PO. So who, I, I who think is that, uh, Tunisia, <laughs> I, I would look into some of the innovation that they're doing and, uh, you know, on the currency front. And I think it would be a, a great buy here. All right. Any closing TA thoughts b before we move on to choose your fighter? Nick, easy kick, signal, anybody. Bunny, what's your technical analysis on where we're at? I'm sorry, P.O. I've been looking at this Lupify tweet for a while. They tweeted about uh, FTX sweeping the floor of Hate Beast uh, near the Pico top. And I'm in the screenshot, dude. I dumped on Sam's head, bro. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, Sam. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Go ahead, Bunny. FTX swept my hate beast right off the floor. Seven and a half ETH. Okay, so that's what you're dealing with right now is the excitement of finding out that when you sold a random rug pull NFT that had a lot of hype over a year ago, I want to say, uh, it turns out that FTX was the buyer. Yeah, that was the last time I had fun. Like Coincidentally, last time I had fun in NFTs. Uh, was when I made all that money. <laughs> What'd you spend the money on, buddy? I don't know. Probably diapers. Okay. Well, congratulations on finding out that Sam Bankman-Fried, I guess, bought your hate beast. Okay. <laughs> nice. Clemente, that is quick. Clemente's getting pretty good. Clemente has the transaction pulled up on YouTube. Hats off to you, Clemente, for getting that. That's pretty good. That's like Jamie from Joe Rogan level to have this pulled up that quick. Very nice. Very nice. That uh, thing is ugly. I mean, the fact that this was a hyped up drop in the NFT space kind of tells you everything about where we were at oh, in the buddy. NFT space. Best offer 0 0.269. Um, uh, P.O., yeah, closing thoughts on, on just where crypto's at. For me, it, I'm like in the in in the no man's land. You know what I mean? Meaning that like I'm not I'm not adding, and I've already I've already trimmed my bags. So I'm just gonna I'm just sitting sitting and waiting. If it goes up, I'm happy. If it goes back down to like if ETH goes back down to like fifteen hundred, I'll I'll nibble and buy some more. But like right now, I'm it, it's in the no man's land. You know what I mean? It could go either way, right? So like what I've learned over, you know, uh, like trading this stuff over the past couple of years is that like the biggest way you can lose money is over trading, right? And you got to like wait for your setups. And right now I feel like that the setup to make money off of these trades was in January when ETH was at 1250. That was the big setup. Uh, and now we've moved up, you know, more than 50% from there. So I'm, I'm in no man's land. I've made my, I've trimmed my portfolio. Uh, I'm still holding a bunch and I'm going to see what happens. Love the mature take from Kicks here. Uh, Clemente, can you set us up? What is the deal with this new segment we're doing? Choose your fighter. I'm excited to hear about it. Yeah, so here's what we're going to do. Um, we have three different sets of collections that we're going to look at. Um, and essentially, we're going to pick two projects that are kind of close in either floor price or in uh, the department or appeal that they have. And we're going to, you have to pick what has the highest upside over the next six months. And we'll be starting off with six Doodles months. versus Clonex. Nick, Doodles versus Clonex. If you had to buy one right now and hold it for six months, which one would you buy? Wow. This is a tough one. If I got to pick both, I'm going to go with Doodles. Uh, here, here's, here's the reason. They've been beaten down so much right now. They're, inevitably, they have to drop something. Like they, keep, like they, have, a, they have an actual CEO, which did have some fun about sexual harassment. But at least, you know, he didn't send unsolicited dick pics. Uh, so that's something that's been circulating recently. We didn't we didn't cover that in the newsletter or the weather report, but that's that's valid. Um, in terms of the Doodle CEO and the team and the stuff that's going on, although Signal did mention the other day that there was some Pharrell announcement in the yeah. market that 
Pharrell has a collab with Doodles for some like merch happening at a festival. Can't remember the name of it. Uh, and it was like beach towels, skateboards, hoodies, hats. So quite a few things. It was in priority. It was an exclusive, but I didn't see the market move off the news. Well, maybe they didn't do the tokenomics properly, which does appear to be a situation with um, doodles that they're sort of following in the foot foot footsteps. The footsteps. In the footsteps. Uh, <laughs> boom. Uh, Nick, do a and, German voice real quick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Doodle. No, can you say doodles with the German accent? Oh, you want me to do the? Uh, no, the, no, the, not. The, I like the donut. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so back to the segment. Yeah, Personally, out, I'm taking Clonex. Shout out to all our Munich and, and Berlin audience. Anyway, go ahead. They man. actually are a decent size of the audience, <laughs> and they've been abandoning us ever since I've been uh, making the. I see the donuts. Oh, okay. Dude, we need to set up uh, a training session for one of our episodes on inclusivity and uh, so that we can stop doing these inappropriate things because it's clear, you know, if you did this in the workplace, this sort of behavior would just be, uh, I'd be, I'd be fired. Yeah, Nick, just give us and a so I just think you learn. Okay, so you, you're saying I should go take it and yeah. then come and talk about it afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Dude, also, your internet at your new place sucks, dude. I don't want to be the first one to tell you. I just saw man. that. It, yeah, I it's Garbo. I, I just saw that. This, <laughs> but is it working okay right now? No. You got like a you got like a point four second delay and a little bit of a blur. We got twenty, you know, fifteen minutes here. Don't worry about it now. We'll get yeah, it squared away. Clone X. Final answer. Clone X for kicks. Easy. Clone X. Final answer. Lock it in. Yeah, I think I just think that after the ad they played with the Mirakami sneaker, it shows that they're going to try to correct the ship here. Doodles, on the other hand, I don't know, man. I've heard uh, some rumblings, some rumblings that uh, they may be trying to move the project. So we'll see if they actually do. Wait, what? But, whoa, 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 whoa. Excuse wait, what me? does that mean? What does that mean? Move yeah, I've heard okay. they've been shopping it. That's uh, some some deep web conversation. Is that they've been trying Damn! to move it? Oh, there we go. Yeah. Wait, so you're so say that one more time. Sorry, I need to understand um, this. Some deep conversation is uh, some people have been saying that they've heard Doodles is trying to move the project, which would not surprise me. Sayonara, like, like, motherfucker. You're, you're not saying moving change. You're saying like sell to someone. Sell. Yeah, like find a buyer who would be able to take it over and actually put some structure behind it. Which is that like really that surprising? To be honest, like the more I look at it, like I feel like they're primed for an exit. Yeah, see, I've heard that too. I've heard like it's been kind of rumbling for a little bit now about them looking for a buyer, um, and that's like not terribly surprising. But I think that could cause more downward pressure until they potentially find one. Wow, I mean that would be crazy news, dude. They're gonna come after me today and yell at me and be really mean. The Doodles holders are really mean. <laughs> they tell me my PFP is ugly and that it looks like it was drawn by a child. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone, dude. Just stop. stop. Be I mean, if that if that is the truth, though, it'll be very interesting to see, like, from a management perspective, who stays on and who leaves uh, from that perspective. Or, mm -hmm. or if it, like, will it be like a full buyout or whether it be like a partial buyout with some of the existing I didn't get any thing? context. Just uh, it was actually during NFT NYC. So that was kind of the thing that I heard was that in some circles, there's been some conversations had. So it's not surprising, especially in a bear market when uh, things are doom and gloom and the floor continues to trend lower. It's like uh, finding a buyer, especially when you have a lot of capital on hand, raised VC capital and potentially find an opportunity to push it forward. We'll see. Uh, got Bounce, cool guy that I met at NFT NYC, uh, said that the founder's name is Poopy. You think he doesn't want an exit? So a nice little uh, little toilet humor here on a Wednesday morning uh, from Got Bounce. Uh, that would be insane news. If it came out that uh, Doodle sold, that would be absolutely insane news. Look, I but time out real quick for the sake of this Choose Your Fighter segment. If they did sell, is that going to pump the price? Is that actually going to be a positive? Yeah, Doodles okay. is the call here. Fio. They have, so. First of all, there's less assets. Right, right. Uh, all right. I'm going to weigh in. I'm now influenced by everybody else's takes. I'm going to say...
doodles. I'm going to say doodles if they sell. And if, if they're trying to sell, that means they're going to sell. It's like when an MMA fighter says that they're thinking about retiring, it means that they're going to retire. So, uh, all right. Wow. Interesting. Wait, doodles is selling the company? Uh, is your Wi-Fi, I mean, Nick, we're not even giving you a hard time. We just did like that whole thing while you were squaring away the Wi-Fi. I can send you the clip afterwards and you can experience it the way the audience did. But basically, there's a rumor going around that the the, the ice doodles, as, as you did with your German accent, are looking... Ice doodles! <laughs> that they're looking to sell the project, which is kind of crazy. What do you think of that, Nick? There's nothing more bearish than that news. Really? Man... An acquisition in a bear market when you had millions and millions of dollars just shows the fact that, like, I mean, it also, I mean, the reality is, if you're going to raise money in this market, you might as well go for hundreds of millions of dollars when there's a bull market, is my lesson learned from this. Because what's the implication? There is literally no, there's no repercussion of raising $100 million instead of $5 million or whatever it is. And, and, uh, like, I, I don't know. It, it just feels all these people, all these companies that are failing despite having way more money to me is, is just absolutely bonkers. And I think it's also what's frustrating about it is you haven't gotten the damn things out the door, like the actual, uh, like roadmap items that they were promising all along in, in that, in that world. When I hear that, to me, it just feels like, oh, well, the team was lying, like just straight up, like bold face, like, here's what we're going to do, but we have no experience with that and probably aren't going to be able to do that. That like that said, startups fail all the time. But usually but people go to the office in New York and work at the startup for years before it fails. Yeah, exactly. And more importantly, the product is the thing that fails, but the product gets out the door. Like I, I, I've never, I know small startups, if you have, you know, a hundred thousand dollars or something like that, I've heard of that scenario where the product doesn't get out the door, uh, because you didn't have enough money and you didn't, you'd never managed a development team before. And I've seen that, that, that in my, uh, in the past, but when you have $40 million and you just can't get the damn thing out the door, I don't know. That just feels like, like, where's this, like, the Pharrell stuff is is underwhelming, I would say, at this point, because what they're saying is, oh, yeah, we're doing T-shirts. We're doing hoodies. Well, Pharrell's never like, acknowledged doodles publicly, like, in any meaningful capacity. Yeah, so it just feels like kind of a lot of nonsense. And that's frustrating if you're a holder that bought one of these at, you know, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 or something like that. And it seemed like a no-brainer at that moment in time. Like, doodles is iconic in the NFT space. And it still is one of the biggest projects. Um, but to be honest, as like as a holder, and there's been so many red flags and not just doodles, right? Like a lot of these projects where the floor price has retraced so aggressively, there have been flags along the way. I remember Whoppy, and this was over like a year ago, saying that he was going to sell his doodle because every time he was in a Discord, the community was always complaining, which is a huge red flag. Like when, when you get a community that always complains, um, I've seen it happen before in other communities, you know the price is just going to go down. So it's like there's been there's been many opportunities to exit along the way and, and, and anyone who's still holding it, I'm, I'm sorry, but it's just been hopium from 20 down to like too. And I know that's a really harsh thing to say, but like sometimes that cord just has to be pulled. You just got to get out, even if it is a loss, but it's a smaller loss than what it would be if you're selling down that too. A tough one. It's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens with the doodles. Next collection in Choose Your Fighter. So this is if you buy the thing over six months, which one is better? I love this one. I think that this is a great curation by Clemente. Clemente Pacquiao. Clemente's on fire today, ladies and gentlemen. Beans. So Azuki's small collection, beans, or small collection. Azuki's secondary collection. The beans infiltrated my mind, and, and you know, I said small. Anyway, beans versus utes. Mm, this is a juicy one. It's a very good one. 
Bunny, beans versus Utes. Bunny. I'll go first. I'll go with Utes. Yeah, I think uh, Utes. Yes, sir. I thought somebody Utes. said Frank was pivoting attention to Utes uh, after, like, the last D-Gods thing. I think it was after Bitcoin D-Gods. So I'd take the chance on that uh, as opposed to the beans. Okay. Well, if, if Utes starts manipulating the floor the way that Izuki is, I feel like we got a lot of promising opportunities here. Um, like beans though, on the IP side, Fire. I'm way more interested in. Fire. The Utes is changing the art though. Same with D-Gods. So we'll see what this new iteration is. They teased number what? three. They're changing they're it again? Yes, their play. If you Frank's most recent messages were that they're, he was in a space two days ago. I read the recap. I missed the space in which he said that they're treating the art like supreme rollouts in which they update the art to get people excited again and keep the focus on it. I do like only how many times can you like change the art before people are just kind of tired of it, but they've continued to iterate on this and done a damn good job. So it seems like uh youth season two and D gods three are what they're calling them. It'll be an art upgrade, some additional news and kind of catalysts, which I think will end up pushing the floor higher for sure, but it's tough to compete with this. Like beans, most recent Instagram reel did. I want to say 7 million views. They're doing crazy numbers on Instagram. The beans are. Crazy and numbers. Biggest thing about it, bro. Look at that page. Look at Chimpers. Look at Pudgy. None of them say NFT or Web3. How does that talk correlate about centralized to concepts with cute art? Bunny. Because it get, gets mass oh. consumers interested in a product. That's it. Like, how do the correlate like NFT prices? prices? How do the correlate like NFT no, prices? Because if my son's scrolling through <laughs> Instagram, he's like, hey, Dad, can we get one of these beans? And then I pull it up and it's fucking two ETH. I don't know what ETH is. That's $4,000. I'm not buying my kid a picture well, of a fucking bean for four grand. No, no but Bunny, so right. Bunny, do you remember what Luca was saying uh, last week where he where he was like, when you, when you go down this path of IP, it's not necessarily getting them to the NFT directly, but it could be just, first of all, getting them to the toy and getting them to love a character within that universe. And I think what Beans uh, are doing really well and sort of like in line with uh, Pudgies as well is just like like you start to fall in love with the with the characters. They're like they're very likable. And I remember one of the stats that came out when um, they were talking about the app Lean. I uh, I believe it was there was something like sixty billion stickers were sent per day per day in that app. And if, if these become characters that are part of those numbers getting sent every day, these are characters that people will end up loving. And then they're not going to run to the NFT, but they will run to the IP, which is a revenue stream for the business, which makes the business stronger, which they can then and like they can then take a decision how to drive revenue back to the NFT. So it's not it's not it's it's not it's not a straight path of C C cute bean on instagram meaning nft floor price goes up i, I think it's more of a and, uh, a virtuous side I, I just don't th- and the I bigger just don't thing here that's how like kids buy uh like plushies or collectibles right like that ip is going to be completely unknown to them unless you have like a major motion picture a netflix tv show or like some giant youtuber shilling these things like dude my kid only buys stuff from like ip that he's oh, hold aware on. of funny it's progressive. The reality is, is if it, Bunny, you're not running our IP side of the business. I'll tell you that much. Based <laughs> yeah. on this, you failed the interview. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> you just failed the interview. Because here, here's the reality. You, you do things progressively. Like you do it, you do it one step at a time. You're saying, well, why isn't this damn thing working? Versus like when people do nothing, the NFT market it, Bunny represents the average NFT market participant. Basically, is like, well, why the fuck does that matter for me? Like, you should like, you raised millions of dollars. Here's the reality: you're running a business, you're building a business, and then when you go and build the business, people say, "What the fuck?" No, I think I, I think it's a, a, a wrong way to build it. I don't think that there's going to be outside demand for these products. So what would you do? But Bunny, so you'd spend three years developing a major motion picture <laughs> and put all of your money no, and I was bank saying it on that? Tongue in cheek. My point is that like that's not going to happen. So I don't know how like I don't see these to- like I don't see Web three toys just like being sold in Walmart and like people buying them, like normies Wait, buying them. Why would why they buy th- them? Why don't you think that that'll happen? Because it's completely unknown and unfamiliar IP 
to, to 90% of the population. Like, do you know G.I. Joe what? Or, or Barbie? Have you heard of Barbie or G.I. Joe? Yeah, what does that have to do with NFT stuff? At one that's, point, that's no one knew what those were. Like, how do you think they got out there? They did it with NFTs, Bunny. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I, I don't understand how that proves your part of the argument. Was with NFTs. This is like the reverse way of building IP. Like, I don't know. I just don't think. It's so, like reverse it, engineering it. it. it no, it's, it's the it's the way of raising money and showing that you're doing something and progressively developing IP and building narrative and stuff like that. Yeah, that's okay. Why I don't think Here's it's the be deal. A lucrative part of the business, like honestly. Here's the way. I, yeah, here's the way I think about it. I understand. I have an understanding that NFT technology is here to stay, right? Because it's just blockchain technology being implemented for essentially art and collectibles. So that is technology that's going to last. That technology is not a fad. So I understand that. Then I know that inevitably somebody is going to do it right and actually build something special using that technology. Maybe it's us. Maybe it's somebody else. But I understand that it is going to happen. So that's the second thing I understand. Then the third thing I ask myself is, would I rather that entity crush it on the biggest social media platforms in the world and get the IP in front of millions of eyeballs or not. And I'll take the yes. I'll take it uh, all day long. I'll take it fucking Monday through Friday and the weekend. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to drop the free NFT in just a second because the show's going to wrap. But before I do, one last shout out to So Rare, the sponsor of today's show. NBA playoffs are underway. We're, we're draw Well, so rare is giving away a hundred thousand dollars of prizes, NBA playoff tickets, memorabilia, merchandise, VIP tickets to the all-star game next year. So rare is free to play. You collect digital cards of varying scarcity to play in fantasy competitions each week for rewards. The cards utilize the blockchain. They're built on layer two Ethereum stockware. So you owe them for own them forever. Simply put, it's the first proper gamification through fantasy meets ownership through collectibles in a digital environment and it's made possible like we talked about from blockchain technology so go to the nifty.com slash so rare or click the link on uh, in the pinned tweet on twitter we're giving away a mike trout card uh this month to uh, one lucky audience member that signs up for so rare uh anyway today's free nft Clemente, if you could please. Oh, look at that banner. That's pretty what? good, Clemente. Wow. Oh, look at that. Look at that look on his face. He's like, yeah, I did that. Playing around. <laughs> Today's uh, NFT password is Dog Brown. D O G B R O W N. So dog instead of Doc Brown. Brown, it's Dog Brown, like Clemente said. And uh, the free NFT, Clemente is minting it right now on the nifty.com slash claim. If you take a look at the NFT, it's back to the bodega. It looks like Buddy might have uh, met Dog Brown, the crazy scientist guy uh, that exists in Buddy's town. And they've got a DeLorean and they're going back in time. So this is in the Bodago Cinema series. Seems that the filmmaking of the Bodagos is getting to a new level. Buddy is the leading man in this motion picture. Very, very cool stuff. For all you Back to the Futures fans out, fans out here, I guarantee the Bodagos version, Back to the Bodega, is going to kick Marty McFly's ass. Uh, so, you know, eat your heart out, Michael J. Fox. Nick, uh, it looks like you wanted to say something. I've never heard of Back to the Future, but this movie looks promising. That's what I'm talking about. Bunny just wrote in the general chat on our Slack that he's here to apply for the IP job. You can't have it. You can't have it, Bunny. You lost the job, and you know what? You're this off the show. Just kidding. Disaster. Just kidding. Just kidding. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, this is the NFT Morning Show. We run the show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10, 15 a.m. Eastern Time each and every week. It's also available on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you like the video on YouTube, blah, blah, blah. Subscribe to the podcast if you want to support the show. Everything in between. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Good to have Nick back in the saddle. Fun show today. We will catch you guys next time. Make sure you claim the free NFT. Make sure you sign up for So Rare. And uh, yeah, I mean, thanks so much for listening, everyone. Like I said, we do it Monday through Friday. We will be back next week or next week. We'll be back tomorrow. Catch you next time. Thanks for listening.